Buenos dias from Fabrica. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 9th of February, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. The ongoing struggle between the Socialist Workers Party, or PSOE, and United We Can, or Unidas Podemos, is increasing as the coalition fights over reforming the Only Yes is Yes law. Since being implemented, the Only Yes is Yes law has become controversial because it has enabled convicted sexual abusers to request lower sentences, while some being released from prison, leading many to question why the government allowed it to pass through in the first place. Now, PESO is looking to reform the law, despite reluctance from Unidos Podemos. The People's Party spokesperson, Cuca Gamarra, demanded resignations over the controversies during the first government control session on Wednesday the 8th, and Pilar Llop, the Minister of Justice and one of the spearheads of the reform, has admitted she made some serious mistakes. While Spain struggling with reforms, a devastating 7.8 magnitude earthquake and subsequent aftershocks left thousands of people dead, stranded, injured, and missing in southeastern Turkey and Syria on Monday the 6th. The earthquake's epicenter was located around 3,000 kilometers from the Spanish south coast, leading many in Spain to question if an earthquake as devastating as the one in Turkey could occur in Spain, as the border between Eurasia and African plates stretches across the Mediterranean from Turkey to Spain. Experts are telling people in principle to remain calm because even though Spain is in a tectonic plate clash zone, the tension isn't as high and the movement between the two plates is much slower. Therefore, there's much less thrust. It's not to say it couldn't happen, but until now, earthquakes of magnitude 6 or higher have yet to be recorded in Spain. Speaking of the catastrophic effects of the earthquake, more than 300 professionals from the Spanish public health system received notification requests on Tuesday the 7th to travel to give humanitarian aid to those affected by the devastation. As it stands, the number of willing professionals is unknown, as is the destination, but those who say they will, yes, will be deployed by the end of this week. Once they get there, they'll install a field hospital with surgical capacity, which will occupy an area of 175 meters with a kitchen capable of serving up to 150 meals a day and a water filtration system to keep the hospital functioning. They'll then remain there for two weeks until another group comes to relieve them. Almost three years after its implementation, the mandatory use of face masks on Spanish public transport is over. From Wednesday the 8th, travelers will no longer be forced to use face coverings on all public transport, and in nursing homes, residents will also be free to take them off. Still, face coverings will remain mandatory for healthcare workers, hospitals, pharmacies, and dental clinics, and lifting of face masks, however, comes with a recommendation entrusting Spanish residents to keep alert and remain protected if they have respiratory viruses or live with vulnerable people. Thinking of living in Spain? Well, there's some great news for digital nomads this week as Spain finally approves and implements its digital nomad visa. Along the way to digital nomad visa will allow remote workers from non-European Union countries, including Britain, to live and work in Spain for up to five years with their families. It is aimed at people who work remotely for an employer outside of Spain and meet a proven minimum income of around 1,000 to 3,000 euros per month. Still, because Spanish bureaucracy can be a headache, visa applicants will also have to prove that they have accommodation to be qualified, which can be very difficult to obtain, without a visa. Applications are now open. Moving on, an expensive error of judgment from the Spanish national rail operator Renfe and Adif, the track company, caused a succession of blame games this week. The embarrassing mistake cost around 250 million euros as dozens of new commuter trains were ordered only to find out that they need to be bigger in order to pass through the tunnels 
on their routes between northern Spanish regions, regions of Asturias and Cantabria. How it is that a train would need to be bigger in order to pass through a tunnel rather than smaller, I don't really understand, but there you go. Since the sizing error, Renfe announced that they had fired their rolling stock manager and Adif's technology inspector at head. The Asturias and Cantabria regions will now have to wait until 2026 until service begins, two years later than projected. While the trains are too small, a small community of Godeta is complaining that their solar panel project is about to get way too big. Godeta, a municipality in the region of Oya de Buñol in the Valencian community, is in the news this week because of plans to expand its innovative solar-powered system that pumps and distributes water for irrigation and generates clean energy for the village. In 2016, Godeta was chosen as a trial site for this innovative system because of its flat plains. Since then, the local agricultural community has seen improvements in crops and job opportunities and lowered their reliance on non-renewable energy sources, a big win-win by all accounts. In fact, locals up until now have been pretty happy to pioneer a living, breathing example of good sustainability, environmentally friendly living. However, due to the project's massive success, the company behind the scheme wants to expand the project by almost 10 times the amount of land and space it currently occupies, changing it from a community scale to more widespread. The new plans, the extra energy generated could supply other municipalities. Sounds great, right? Well, some aren't so happy. A lot of nimbiers and protesters are against the development plans um, that are underway as locals are worried that these giant solar panels could irreversibly destroy unspoiled natural beauty, not to mention that the plans include getting rid of land currently used for agriculture. Speaking of changes, the government has just approved a decree for the competency curriculum for it. Educación Infantil in Spain for ages 0 to 3 and 3 to 6. The approved decree, among many curriculum changes, include a framework for introducing effective sexual education in the younger years. Effective sexual education in the early years is about educating young children on differentiating between healthy and unhealthy relationships, breaking gender stereotypes, which up until now were not defined until 6 and 7 years of age, introducing the diversity of families, roles, and responsibilities, and the difference between friendship and love relationships, which experts argue are already topics that kids encounter in daily life. This new decree aims to put kids at the forefront of their education, giving them autonomy, and set them up for the future. It seems bomberas, or female fighters, in Barcelona are fighting back against token equality. As the Barcelona Fire Department announces the implementation of quotas for places for women on the squad, with the new system, preference is given to women with equal exam scores, meaning if a man and a woman get the same score, then, then the woman is more likely to get the place. This has been met with rejection from current female staff who say this preference underestimates them as if they couldn't pass themselves. They ask to leave sex at the door and focus on abilities and merits instead. Now for the romantics as Dia de San Valentin or Valentine's Day is next week. Traditionally, El Dia de San Valentin is on the 14th isn't really that important, a holiday on the Spanish calendar. However, with modern international influence, the day is celebrated much like in any other country. Still, while most people are accustomed to celebrating in mid-February, few places around Spain celebrate on a different date. In Barcelona, for example, the patron saint of the city, St. Jordi or St. George, is celebrated on the 23rd of April when people celebrate love by gifting books and roses for St. Jordi. In Valencia, celebration of love is welcomed on the 9th of October, when people traditionally gift marzipan presents wrapped in colorful handkerchiefs. 
tradition states that if you receive the handkerchief, you must hold on to it as proof of how long you've been with a partner. In celebration of singledom, El Dia de los Solteros, or Singles Day, is celebrated the day before St. Valentine on the 13th. Regardless of whether or not you celebrate or whatever you celebrate, here's how to say Happy Valentine's in Spanish. Feliz Dia de San Valentin. And that's it for this week. And guess what? We have a Mastodon account. Check out our instance, Rorschach.social, or if you don't know what Mastodon is or want to know a little bit more about it, check out the link in the show notes to our substack on the topic. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.